welcome to the Crone Zone. My name is Annie Conboy and I'm an inspirational medium and spiritual teacher. I hope that the views and the discussion I have in this podcast can in some way enlighten your spiritual path or encourage you in your human journey. This week I've been watching the live television coverage of an impeachment trial in America. I don't live in America but it's the country that influences much of what the world does. It's not the only country by any means but it's one of the biggest groupings of humanity under a common shared banner. And many, many people look to that country as the land of the free, the idea, the ideal in fact, that we can have an equal, open, loving, respectful society. It's interesting because from a spiritual perspective we have so many challenges to our spirituality. We have all the mean, nasty, thoughtless, controlling aspects to human life that affect each one of us because we're a global community of spirit. And sometimes people ask me, well, how can I make a difference? How will my random acts of kindness and my compassion ever change anything at all? And I think this is what we have to understand as human beings with a spark of spirit inside us. That our journey has many aspects to it. And that beyond the mere humanness of us all, there is this spiritual component. I firmly believe that we're all here. We all start with a drive, an aspiration towards community and the greater good. We all start and wish to bring about benefit for all. Now, that gets perverted, that gets changed. We're forced into choices. Who has the better merits? Who deserves more or less? And who deserves the consideration and the control that being a government gives and brings with it? It brings with it rights. And so often we forget about the responsibilities it also places upon us. It's something I've discussed with my guides time and again about the frailty of human nature, about the fact that when we're given those uh, open doors, those status symbols of uh, leadership, that we often forget to lead and get invested in our own self-interest. 
And my guides say this is the eternal conundrum for human beings. How to remain in that conscious choice state of altruism. How to remain in that active consideration of the greater good. And what we do if we find that someone isn't operating from that perspective. How we hold ourselves, our communities and our governments to account when their actions are quite clearly and plainly not in the interests of the greater good. In fact, what I found myself doing this week in watching the hours and hours of coverage was being a witness. My guides told me, witness this, this is significant. This is a human conundrum played out in front of you. This is what we've discussed with you about spirituality being a lived existence, not a spoken idea. And that in being a witness, I was then in a position to bear witness, to speak about what I saw, to understand the implications and to debate and discuss and to bring forward the spiritual understanding of these events. It's sometimes a job that feels very burdensome <laughs> paying close attention to all of the words, to every argument, paying close attention to the energy being generated by these events, recognising and contrasting these events with what happens in other places where coups are enforced by violent aggression where history shows us that those in control have clearly not operated from the greatest good of all. That our leaders are as fallible and distracted as we are. How do we build up accountability when perhaps the very people we trust to think for all of us or to act for all of us actually act only for themselves? Do we raise arms? Do we follow the examples of peaceful protest? How do we balance this out? How do we hold that accountability while at the same time encouraging the right direction forward. I can't say to you that I got a complete answer by being a witness. I have to bear witness to my frustration at the adversarial nature of what I watched from some parties, not from all, but from some parties. 
the challenge and the personalisation of a sequence of dramatic events which severely affected many people's lives. The ripples of the 6th of January 2021 are still tidal waves, tsunamis of energy riding round the world. If Americans can't hold to a standard of decency, accountability and responsibility in their highest institutions, what hope the other countries, what hope the other countries who are struggling from the grassroots to bring forward democratic solutions for all? And I guess that's something I want to bear witness to. We often set people one against another. It happens in our family court systems. It happens in our territorial claims, our economic systems. That the idea that we have to fight so we can win, meaning someone else can lose. There's very little of the win-win approach when considering all people. We're still driven by the them and us that exists and has existed for thousands of years, the haves and the have-nots. And when we say that we have spiritual principles, when we say that all are created equal, and yet we continue endlessly to make it a them and us. It's quite clear that we're paying lip service to those principles. That's the thing we have to think about more than anything. Can we be trusted that our words mean what we say? Do we follow? what we say with action? Do we think with compassion and kindness and love about what is the best way forward? Not for me, not for you, but for everyone. Do we accept that principle that everyone is equal? Quite obviously we don't. I love the discussion with my guides, but I get frustrated and annoyed when they highlight that what we aspire to is so very far from where we actually are. And that we don't account for what we've done. We talk about it being punishment in hell or joy in heaven. What about right here? right now, in this moment? Do we hold ourselves accountable for our actions, for our words, for the consequences we generate? I know the answer's no, because I am that frail human who doesn't always live up to her words. None of us do completely 
but some of us try, at least some of the time, to bring forward principled, compassionate, understanding, and to hold ourselves accountable, personal responsible for what we have created around us. And I think that's my difficulty in bearing witness with the impeachment process that I observed, that it was quite clear that one person was not taking personal responsibility or accountability and that sadly for all of the wrong reasons other powerfully connected leaders back that up. It's so sad that some people when asked to act from their conscience, to act from the basics of community and the greater good, had to find wriggle room, had to find excuses for their bad behaviour, for their refusal to hold someone to account. This is about a move forward on a spiritual level. Until we break free from them and us and the avoidance of accountability, until we start to live our principles and really practice them, where do we go? We stay stuck in a cycle of them and us that generates fear, aggression, violence, war. We stay tied to patterns and habits that through thousands of years have made it good for some, but bad for many more. Where is equality? when some starve with no homes over their heads? Where is the equality when countries are stripped of their natural assets in order for profit? Where is equality when one country fights another for the right to suppress their people? It is a big road to walk along. It is a hard journey to say, I am accountable for what I do. It is hard to have to take the consequences of what you've created if those consequences aren't good. But shouldn't that motivate us to try to do better next? Shouldn't that be the spiritual spur to us to say, I didn't do this so well. Maybe I made these mistakes and it's had awful consequences. But maybe I need to be able to do better next time. Maybe I need to look at things much clearer and see where my interests are driving me to the disadvantage of others. It's hard. It really is hard. How do I ensure that I do the best by others? 
and still do the best by myself? Does that mean that I take less at times when other me others need it more? Does that mean that I accept the majority decision? Does that mean that I stop quarrelling and arguing and trying to have it my way from the perspective of I am right and you were wrong? I know that it's so, so close to the guide's hearts. They want us to advance beyond this. They want us to understand that every time we refuse to hold ourselves or others to account, we're creating an, a problem, an issue, a challenge for those who come after us. And that's the important thing. Sometimes the consequences aren't mopped up by the person who created them. They're mopped up by other people. Sometimes the person who created all of the consequences escapes those consequences and crosses over into the spirit world with an awful lot of growing and learning to do. An awful lot of work in the spirit world to balance what they've created. My guides have always encouraged me to understand there is no judgment in a sense in the afterlife that involves permanent punishment and torture and hellfire. But there is a sense, an understanding a clarity in seeing in your life review where what you did created consequences for yourself and others that were not for the greater good. So I'm recording this after the vote and the verdict. I'm recording this as a reflection piece to ask you to think about whether you hold yourself to account. Whether you accept your part in what you create. Or do you throw it out to others? One of the things that was most noticeable in this impeachment trial was the efforts made to blame anybody else but the person responsible. So people were having consequences they never expected to get because the person accountable would not shoulder any of the responsibility. In fact, the person responsible tried to make themselves into a victim of the events. Now, we all see the world in a different way. I have no difficulty with that. The guides and inspirers have no difficulty with that. But they want to help us 
to see the world as it really is. Not the um, aspects of the world that we think are to our advantage. That's the important thing in accountability. To start to see as clearly as possible what happens as a result of what you say and do. And to be kinder, to be gentler, to accept that it is your responsibility. You've been given the right to be human. Your spirit has been allowed to come into this world to live and experience. And it's important to see where you, as the actor in this human play, have created the role that you play. Have you created yourself as a victim of the outer world? Have you created yourself as the person who needs pity? Have you created yourself with the ideas that you are weak, valueless, helpless, unable to control yourself and anything else in your life? Because if you hold those views about yourself, you're very much less likely to accept that you are accountable. And we're back to that key thing. If you don't understand that you're accountable in this life, when you return to the afterlife, that's what you look at first. Accountability. Not judgment, but what are the experiences? What are the facts of your life? What have you made in your life? Is it a life lived by your spiritual principles? Is it a life lived by responsibly accepting that there is a greater good that has to apply? And I could give you numerous examples of where people are not thinking about the greater good at all, not even talking about it or debating it. Not even getting to a position of agreeing what that represents. And that's the biggest gap of all. The impeachment trial did touch very strongly on the greater good. On an action that could be taken that would ensure a greater good. But the numbers are close. Do we suit 74 million or do we suit 81 million? It's hard when you're in big numbers with lots of responsibility and accountability. And yet we created this experience and this situation by not allowing accountability to play a role previously. So now it's got to the big numbers weighed on either side. 
And that's what happens when you don't think about the equality of all and the greater good of all. It's fraught with argument, the process by which humans determine what is the greater good is so much about challenge. I'd like to offer a suggestion. When you think about your personal responsibility, when you hold yourself to account, don't judge about right or wrong. Ask, have I treated me equally to the way I treat others? Have I thought about what would be the most equal way to do this? I'm smiling because at this point my guides always remind me of the wisdom of Solomon. The understanding that sometimes the solution seems drastic but the outcome may be for the best. So... Did people dodge a drastic solution but missed the opportunity to get the best outcome? History will tell. We, as the ones who witness and bear witness, have to keep this discussion alive have to say to history, I was there, I saw this unfold, this is what I understood by it, and make the effort to use this event as an opportunity to offer up a lesson in critical thinking to our children, our grandchildren, and to all of those in history who will be trying to understand why the decision fell out the way it did. Thank you for listening.